This week on the 30th episode of Take Off Your Pants and Podcast, Mike and Ryan recap Jaw Rule's Firefest disaster. Because I'm sure, yeah, they're probably just going along the tour, going along the tour, and it's like, all right, so what's next? Oh, Fire Festival. Let's look into it. Oh, no. <laughs> and break down Blink's newest song, 6-8. Please don't turn this off right now, listeners. I think it's about Tom. Oh, my God, no. Please, no, please, w- w- hear me out. No, you were here. I was joking. I know, I know. I didn't Are you th- joking I, or not? I'm not joking. <laughs> they also get to know a Blink fan's perspective from across the pond with an interview with fellow Blinker Harvey. Should, should we start again? Because, like, if this does go on air, like, everyone's going to hate me from then on. I've just killed your show with, like, one sentence. Look at this. Take your pants off. Welcome to Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. What a week. It's been a crazy week. A lot of stuff happened. Um, in, a new song. In the world of Blink-182. <laughs> in, in case the world. you forgot what this podcast was about. Uh, yeah, this is a, a podcast about Blink-182. <laughs> um, we're And Blink-182 related issues, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so this is going to be a big one today. This is a good one. Uh, uh, this is, yeah, this is, well, I don't know about a good one, but it's going to be a long one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's a good one. It's a good one. It's I, I know the part we've already done is good. Okay. Um, so we've done some exciting... This is exciting for us, I yeah. think. This is kind of a watershed moment mm-hmm. in the Take Off Your Pants and Podcast podcast. Ryan, do you want to tell them what happened? <laughs> uh, I try to think which part because there's lots of big parts, but this I know which part you're talking about. <laughs> um, we Something we've been talking about since the beginning is we've been wanting to like talk to fans or like just different blink One and two fans and um we have to do that actually so yeah. this episode we have our first kind of fan interview and we'll get into more details i guess a well later. i think one of the one of the we're you know was talking about the beginning of this show is like one of the cool things about uh a band as big as blink Two is you have fans who are so like all over the place so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to hear like their take on it because mm-hmm. it's probably different than yeah exactly you know, and that's kind of what the yeah that's what's interesting and it was this. it was it was a very he had a, his route to blink will astound you it astounded <laughs> me that's the teaser yeah uh so before before they get to hear that we're going to talk about the the elephant in the room oh, the new song not the new song oh we're not <laughs> no i was actually yeah i guess the elephant in the room probably would be the new song <laughs> but uh so there's the song, and then there's also... Well, uh, first, yeah, like I think this is going to lead up to this a little bit. Yeah. We can't just so, go straight to the song. Like, that. Uh, today's Friday. Thursday was a big day. Or was it Thursday or Wednesday that song dropped? Uh, anyway. It was two days ago, okay. so Wednesday. So, like, um, not... And so that song dropped, and then it was sort of like... Uh, and, it, you know, we'll get into that. But the next day, Blink kind of posted this sort of like ominous tweet. Yeah, kind of it was almost like, are they like, did like, this, we've seen stuff like this before. <laughs> yeah, like, Canon. like, I've seen this, like on its own, on its face, the tweet was not. It, so the tweet was. So uh, this, so the tweet said, uh, regret, regret, it was uh, someone took a screenshot of their Apple notes or their mic on their iPad or something or their iPhone. Regrettably. After much careful and difficult consideration, we want to let you know that we won't be performing at Fry Fest this, in the Bahamas this weekend and next weekend. We're not confident that we would um, have get 
have what we need to give you the quality of performances we need. We always give our fans. Brian, I'm going to have to jump in. I do believe it is fire, not fry fest. Oh, I always keep saying that. Fire, <laughs> fire fest. Fry I, fest. I don't know. It's fry like, fest would be pretty great. The, I'd the be down why, for fry fest. Like why, fry food. <laughs> the why is just throws me off. Into, I mean, that's why, it's, it's, that's why it's cool. Yeah. It's like, that's why it's totally entertainment 720. So we saw this posted and a lot it, of people were like, well, what the hell's the deal? Yeah, it is a bit like, um, uh, on its own, it's like, oh, okay, something must have happened. But with Blink, it's like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> like this is well, this is what always happens is they like cancel the festival show. Well, <laughs> before I knew what the the fire fest was, I kind of like figured like, oh, I'm gonna know if like they couldn't get Travis's like shit. Oh yeah, there. Travis it's a, 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 a plane issue or something. Yeah, or maybe he had to, you know, like the boat didn't work out or something. Like, yeah, he just wasn't gonna be able to make it. And right. so I was like. Uh, it's too last minute to probably get someone to cover or something right. like. Yeah, yeah. That was my thinking. That was my first thought because I yeah. didn't know what this fire I, and my, was. My first thought was someone was sick. Oh, okay. So, but but then what it turned out to be was uh, <laughs> something neither of us I think could have imagined. Uh, but apparently, anyone who was paying attention to this should have clearly foreseen <laughs> happening. Well, yeah. Uh, should we like in case people don't know what the fire fest? Yeah, in case people is. don't know the fire fest. The, the fire f- fire fest is a. Um, the, it it's was new. the first, and I'm going to assume only uh, <laughs> festival held in the Bahamas, uh, created by none other than Ja Rule himself. What was Ja Rule and Ja Rule's famous songs? Do you know? Uh, he was the one who would just like kind of he there would be someone singing and then he'd come on and be like oh, man, man. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and yeah like, uh, yeah. like an Alicia Keys made a career something. out of that in the early aughts for a little while and now he's um, hosting premiere uh, festivals in the Bahamas. Yeah, I guess mean, so how this festival was something. I mean, I didn't know about it. I mean, I'm not going to go to this, but it I was wasn't this, aware of it either. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was advertised too crazy. I don't think we were the demographic yeah. for this <laughs> festival, right? <laughs> But it was Although Blink Winnie Two was there, I mean, the thing is, like Blink Winnie Two aside, like you wouldn't expect them to be at this kind of thing. Like there weren't any other bands um, mm-hmm. at all. Actually, it kind of reminded me of like MTV Spring Break kind of thing. Like, yeah, like they would be there at that. Type it's of like thing. Blink was almost like there for like the scene in the movie when you had the the rock band <laughs> do the show. But it was yeah, a festival in the Bahamas, and the idea, and it was basically targeted toward. Um, kind of uh, Instagram influencers is what you would say, which is kind of like it was basically promoted by a lot of supermodels. Um, Kylie Jenner, you know, she's really hitting a home run. Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. What did I say? Kylie. Uh, Kylie. One of those Jenner girls. You said the Taylor Swift and her squad. Well, I don't think Taylor Swift was, but people that were people in her squad. Okay. People that are like, they're called quote unquote Instagram influencers who are like, you know, this is who this thing's for. But yeah, I guess like they promote, they were promoting like really expensive tickets for this. And the idea was, was, it was clearly geared towards the super rich or at least giving the air of like exclusive yeah it's like a private island and you get flown out and you're gonna have like a villa on the beach the packages uh the the most expensive package that they offered which was the you know the the ultimate high tier all-inclusive package was three hundred thousand dollars jesus so and and the the cheapest tickets which were just the general admission and then you had to kind of i think you had to like well, do everything else on yourself that was 500 yeah well i think the 500 was like early bird stuff and yeah. i think a lot of people bought that and um and I think that's why they couldn't pay anybody in this, so like, thing. That, 
We should say what happened. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. we haven't really just explained yeah. <laughs> beyond. So Blink bailed. Big bail on this and festival. And then the festival happened. Yeah, and I guess it was a monumental disaster. It was uh, just a complete uh, failure. Like, it, j- they showed up and there was not a festival there waiting for them. Yeah. It was just a couple of confused people. Like, the most <laughs> ramshackle... Uh, like bar old tents with quotes yeah like looks like um it looks like a fema camp or something you know <laughs> set up like these like tents that are like fine tents i guess they're not like it, it, like there was like drawings like set up like uh of um and they had like you know nice chairs in them and stuff oh yeah there, there, like... there's pictures going around of like the um the mock-up of like what your stay will be like versus what it actually was the the best thing i think to come out of this for me the thing that i enjoyed the most was the food. The the food was supposed to be catered. You know, this is an all-inclusive luxury experience, and the food is supposed to be catered by um, some, like, renowned chef. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, if I if I were, you know, a trust fund baby with hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend <laughs> on this kind of thing, I that's what the draw would be for me. A lot of it is like, fuck, a festival catered by, like, a chef. Well, it reminds me of, like, going on one of those cruises. Like, those, like, uh, there's all these kind of, like, fest, like, right. Uh, uh, you like know, theme like Weezer pay, Cruise and yeah. stuff, and you pay a certain amount, and you get you know food and. Uh, so this was the Instagram thing. influencer cruise. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but but there's yeah. So there's a there's a picture though of what the food actually was, and it's like two slices of like grocery store wheat bread <laughs> with a piece of cheese with on a it. piece of like American like a Kraft singles, <laughs> and then just like the sat like a Wendy's side salad. <laughs> Yeah, it was insane. Like I was following it on Twitter last night and it was just like nuts to see that happen and there were people couldn't get home back and there's all these refund stuff happening. So Blink There's a lot of shame fraud going on. I mean, having, you know, yeah. being, you know, I mainly mean, super rich people that are affected. I mean, obviously it's a bummer, but there's I mean, I'm just glad know. there's no reports of anybody like getting hurt. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah, that that'd be awful because one, that'd be awful, but two, <laughs> then you wouldn't be able to kind of laugh at it. <laughs> I'm kind of liking right now, like so far there's no like serious, there's no one like, oh, I fucking, I had to go into labor or something on the plane or like yeah. I was, I died of dehydration or something or <laughs> it was pretty intense. Like people, it sounded like people got off the plane there and they're, they were told their tents aren't ready yet. So they were just partying on the beach and then by the time night and, and, and came, I read that, that the Instagram like famous people were there at that part of it and uh-huh. they were like handing out drinks. And then when like nighttime hit, like they just bailed. <laughs> Like they said, said around 9 p.m., like all of those people left. Oh, God. And they were also the people like handing out the alcohol. So also like the alcohol like oh, left. Jesus. And they said the only thing is there was like a bar that didn't have beer, but it had, you could, you get like, they were saying like ridiculously tiny like cocktails. <laughs> it was intense. Like it was something to see witness. And it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just surprised like I, Blink would uh, like people would be interested in seeing Blink Way too, but I guess like I was reading that people were and paid like a bunch of money for like a uh, you know to go to see them there, but uh, yeah, it was a mess. And, yeah, and uh, I'm glad and I'm glad they don't have to go there and you know to deal <laughs> with that because I'm some I'm guessing somebody went there early and saw that it was going to shit. They probably maybe they didn't get paid and knew that they couldn't go there. But their whole tour they're on right now is basically it was probably geared around that. I'm guessing. You think so? Yeah, because they were basically. If you look at the where they're going, mm-hmm. it was basically the Southwest down through the South. They're playing a bunch of dates in Florida actually, and going to you know to that the Bahamas, the corner, and they're playing like Louisiana after that or something. And oh then wow! They're, after that, there's a couple month break and they're going to Europe. So it was like. 
this is the, the tour to get to that show, which probably would have been the most expe- um, paid for the most, you know, kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. So hopefully, it, I mean, didn't affect them too much. But I I'm mean, yeah, they, they... they, yeah, that's why I was just, I was, I was just a little surprised because it just seemed like um, when I saw the tour dates, I just assumed it was like the other part of the U.S. from their last summer tour. It seemed like they kind of yeah. did like the Midwest and West Coast, that's and true. now they're doing like the South. And true, but it was just it's on the you know. But yeah, it, it does there, seem like go there. Yeah, I wonder if that did like it at the very least. I'm sure it did play like a factor in some of the dates. Oh, I'm sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. So that is 100%. that is like I hope it didn't. Yeah, fuck all these kids. I just hope it didn't inconvenience my boys. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, check out some of the pictures and videos of the fire fest with the Y. Yeah, uh, I do. I, it did make me happy that like uh, Blink sent this out yeah. before they sent it out before it happened. Yeah, which means that like they, I don't know. That's kind of cool, you know. <laughs> it, it, it like Jaw Rule's response to this. Um, you know, we I don't really necessarily want to get into it, but like Jaw Rule's response to this, I thought was like even if he's just the name attached to it, was like horrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad Blink did it a little differently mm-hmm. and 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 the fact that they bailed before it like actually before like the before they, the, it was like a PR disaster yeah. you know shows that they they were paying attention and they cared which made me feel kind of good <laughs> you know cuz i'm sure yeah they're probably just going along the tour going along the tour and it's like all right so what's next oh fire festival let's look into it oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that's probably how it kind of went down i'm guessing they may have known for a while you know to be honest yeah. like just kind of like well, in the scene, like, let's see if it gets, comes together, you know, yeah. maybe it will. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's intense. It's, <laughs> well, it sounds like they did the right thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm just glad, uh, we didn't go. <laughs> Cause I was thinking about it. I was thinking about doing you that. You were thinking about going? Yeah. I was kind of like. wanted to ride some jet skis with some. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to go for the 300,000, but you know, probably like the 12,000, you know, the 12,000 <laughs> range. Uh, you get your own yacht or something. And... Well, I, I mean, I kind of, that's how I was going to get there. It was kind of my own yacht. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's something Yeah, check out like some, just tweet, like look up the hashtag fire festival and just, and see some of that. Yeah. Stuff. If, it's if, crazy. if you haven't heard of this, uh, I definitely would also <laughs> echo Ryan's encouragement to just Google hashtag Firefest and look at some of the pictures and or just like the, the best things are just the, there's like a BuzzFeed article that kind of approaches it, it from like it has the balls to be like you know why you enjoy this <laughs> like every other it's like a human interest story on like CNN and like well, everywhere New York Times even is talking about it but yeah. um yeah BuzzFeed is the only one that's like yeah isn't this kind of awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's it's insane like watching like uh people's like twitter stories kind of unfold like you can just see like the update step by step and just like yeah there's funny stuff there's rabid dogs taking people <laughs> away or something not, not quite that yeah but. i mean long story short we apparently killed like about 45 minutes before the show <laughs> watching youtube videos of Firefest. Yeah. um so so that happened but before that did ryan yes uh something really shook the blink community really did shake the blink community blink town took the, the blink community by storm um <laughs> almost like a like a flood of some sort of river rushing through <laughs> and you got better learn to swim uh yeah you better fucking learn to swim <laughs> uh you want to get into six eight yeah so six eight that was one that we were after reading mark's little rundown on um kerrang a couple weeks ago was like this this is gonna be the shit. Like just yeah. by reading his description. Yeah, it was like this is heavy. It's in the time signature six. Excuse me, six eight, and it's like dark and intense. It sounds like what um, a lot of people were wanting out of California. Mm. 
at least some of the people who didn't like it, that's what they all said. It seemed like they kind of wanted more of what 6-8 sounded like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was like a surprise drop, which was crazy. Well, I don't think it was anything anybody expected, this, this, uh, this type of song, I feel like. Yeah. Like, I think it was something people didn't know they wanted. Mm. So what, when you say type of song, what type of song do you think this is, Ryan? It is um, a pseudo post-hardcore song. Um, with a blink tinge of blink in it um, from the early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think uh, you know maybe one part uh, early aughts uh, post hardcore, but I think there's also a little bit of Fugazi in there too. Okay. Um, the I'll tell you the difference between the post hardcore <laughs> and the Fugazi. <laughs> Um, which I guess Fukazi might be kind of in the hardcore scene. You know, mm-hmm. they're in the DC punk scene. That's might as well be hardcore. So, you know, we're all kind of talking about the riff, you know, it's like, and so post hardcore is, uh, it's first off it's in four, four and it's, it's like, all the time or yeah, usually post hardcore is in, I don't know. It's just what, Oh, basically the reason why I bring that up is like, I first, time i heard this song we should even get into that but the first time i heard it i was in my at work and i heard that and i was like i've heard this before and i thought it was a thrice song which is a pop, like one of the what was one of the biggest spans back in that time yeah and then i was like oh it's not and i just went straight to it i found uh, like it was under under oath song a band called, there's a blah, i can't even talk there's a band called under oath and they have a song called I Don't Feel Very Receptive You're today. like Willy Wonka finding the golden ticket when you think. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's under oath. <laughs> and at about the one minute mark is this. Like you said, it's not a ripoff, but it's so similar. Mm-hmm. But it, what I think is what I was kind of getting at with the the mix of both the post hardcore and the the kind of Fugazi uh, stuff. The post hardcore it does, and like this song that you were the Under Oath one, it's like dun 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 da 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 da, da you know. But the Fugazi is then like, hey, let's uh, take the distortion down like two notches, and then also <laughs> add like a harmonizing guitar too for like a sonic youthy kind of vibe to it. Mm. So it's like dun dun dun. You know, or, or like uh, Def Heaven a little bit because you were mm. saying you kind of got some vibes from that. Yeah, there's yeah Def Heaven. That is that uh, so where or I Haven? think is it he- Heaven or Haven? <sighs> Def Haven, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so what I think and and what I think that difference is is maybe a little bit more willingness to um, uh, just take a little bit more time to like exp- experiment musically and like fill out fill out the song in the same way that they're adding some harmonies on Mark's vocals for a lot of this. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's just like sporadic parts. Like they're kind of doing that with all the instruments and and just filling everything out in the song, which is something that I think it does. Like Fugazi stuff does really well, and this does really well. Where it's just it's a full ass good sound yeah we haven't really heard blink do a song quite like this before never i mean so so six eight is like the the time signature and that's i i wouldn't be inclined to make so much out of that but it seems like they are Mm -hmm. so i have to assume that was kind of something in their thought process 
What do you, what, you know, so do you know like 6-8? Like, I mean, how does that, um, should we, we should probably explain that because like most people, <laughs> yeah, you don't. can explain it and do it. I'm not going to be able to explain it. So 4-4 four, four, four is like the time signature yeah, that. 1-2-3-4, 1-2-2-3-4, 3 one 2 yeah, exactly. It's like the beat. Yeah. It's called Common Time mm-hmm. and it's what I think every Blink song is in. Um, <laughs> not every, but. I think it might be almost every. But yeah, <laughs> probably not everyone. You're right, but almost everyone, and it's what most songs are in. I mean, no, because I mean, like they. Uh, I mean, just think of the beat. About one, it in, two, like, the three, neighborhoods. four. One, two, three, four. Like the neighborhoods. Um, uh, I forget what song it was, but the neighborhoods commentary on Spotify talks about one of the songs uh, being, being a, a different weird time beat. signature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it took his heart. Life. It would think it might have been. Um, after gravity. midnight or something like that. Oh, like really? Jim getting his head around the uh, oh. the drums and that, I could, like uh, yeah, where I the could. snare hits on certain things. I think that's the, the song he's talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not good enough at this stuff to just like know off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, after midnight. Let me think. That's definitely you know. <laughs> um, but so six eight is so four four. It's four. It's four beats of you know uh, four you know, whatever. Uh, so six, eight is six, eighth notes per measure. Mm-hmm. And so the way that feels is it's almost like, um, it's a double of three, four, which is the, three, four is the classic waltz beat, you know? Um, and so six, eight is basically like one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. It's a really kind of, um, I think they're making a lot of this time signature, and I think it was intentional mm-hmm. um, because the chorus is rushing rivers. And the thing about six eight is it has a very fluid um, sound to it, like it. it, it is, yeah, it's it kind just of rolling. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Um, songs that I always go to of like, if you want to think about what a six eight song sounds like, uh, I hate to say this because you yeah, know I'm like I always get shit for this, but old Weezer, mm-hmm. like the Blue Album, and I don't know so much about Pinkerton, but definitely the Blue Album. Um, and not really much of the other Weezer stuff, but almost all the songs are six eight. Um, so like my name is Jonas, mm-hmm. um, the sweater song at six eight. You know, think of it like na 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 You know. It's that kind of thing, and it's it's a very kind of fun time signature that i think lends itself pretty well to rock and it's it should i think it should be used more and mm-hmm. it's cool to see him kind of doing this kind of back to like the self-titled stuff of musical experimentation mm-hmm. you know because that's what i think what the what the core is like this is um mark and and matt's it's uh, kind of like more experimental side of this new blink one yeah it's experimental but it's rocking also it's just like yeah. hard hard rock experimental might be the wrong word but uh just in there in blink 182 it's experimental i think they're the trying to evolve the sound might be a better way to put it like they're trying to this is definitely not them like trying fits to in just the los angeles camp i think yeah and fighting the gravity as well um any one of those maybe left alone any one of those songs that are just a little different like, uh maybe like um uh violence or something like violence that. that's a really good comparison and mm-hmm. like that kind of songwriting um that they've that side of them this is that for sure yeah yeah, yeah. uh so what it what um how do you kind of feel about the i've kind of talked about like what i think of the how it is musically what about you i think it's pretty cool i, I love the sounds of it um and i think like i really like it, it's taken i think it's one that we've we kind of talked about this a little bit that i feel like um 
there's some chorus things that I think are needing to sit with me a little bit as far as lyrics wise, but musically it's, it's pretty cool. Like it's like right off the bat that and one of my favorite parts of the song is during the second, it's like the second part of the second verse when it speeds up real fast kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I almost wish there was more of that in the song. Um, and I actually, uh, and I almost think the song is like fucking awesome. Uh, and I almost have the same issue with it that I have misery. Where you want a little bit more breathe time for it to breathe uh, before, because the thing is, is they have Mark's chorus with this melody. Yeah, it's, it's a really um, what's a good word for it? Like not like a strict melody. Like it's really yeah yeah. Like it's something it's something you could plunk out on a piano. Yeah, and it's like it's pretty strict. And I almost feel like the the beginning of the song has such like a crazy chaotic like thing to it. Yeah. That I almost uh and I and I like his kind of pop poppiness yeah. that comes out. But it, yeah, it's really uh, like the way he sings is way in contrast to a lot of what's going on in the song. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. And so it's like, but I do think it he almost that chorus almost comes into early, just like the misery one does. Mm. And I was actually thinking about it today, I was, I was driving here, and maybe I could I, we'll see if this works or not, but I was thinking about editing a oh, part wow. of it. You got to do that. Um, and so what I think it should do, you just want yourself, tie yourself to the mast of your nightmares come to at last, least in your mind, mind, mind. And that's when it goes into the chorus. Right. I think it should instead go into um, Matt. It, it skips the chorus. Skips the first part of the second uh, verse from Mark. It okay. goes and this song needs fucking personality. And then fast goes yeah. back into that thing. Yeah. That would have been a hundred percent perfect song for me. I uh, and this is like being weird. This is being strict and like why are you trying to change like the yeah. way the song is laid out. No, I get it. You're but, trying to turn it into a Joyce Manor length song. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that. Like it would almost be like and then it would have this build up. You know what would be dope chorus. is if if maybe uh, right there you did that edit. And there was something that I wanted in the song that it didn't have. And I'm so I we haven't really gotten into the show too much about what we like besides Blink, but I do like <laughs> weird music, pretty weird music. And I wanted, um, you know, that song Liturgy Generations that's, or maybe it's Generations, the one that's just like, and it's like the same note yeah. for like seven minutes, but they just like subtly change like rhythms and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I fucking love that song. And I wanted um, that riff kind of like gave me that vibe. Yeah. And I wanted to have maybe like a little 30 second part where they did just kind of like hang on it for a bit and maybe kind of do the thing where, um, you know, because they had it's like dun 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 And then on the left channel is where the harmon- harmonized one comes mm-hmm. in. It's like dun 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 dun. And maybe just kind of like have a little more fun with that. And, yeah. And it, just kind of like let that. If that's going to be like the riff, maybe give... I thought it's a cool riff. And I thought like in the way that um, you give uh, like the rock show riff a lot of attention, I would have liked a little bit more um, time to shine for that. Yeah, I think that has been... um I would say now that, you know, we've South California for a while and now these bonus song, or bonus songs, deluxe songs. 
is that <laughs> <Bonus>. I think <laughs> deluxe, whatever it is. Um, I think like that seems to be my in, in like listening to those and going back to older Blink stuff. Right. Is I think that like it's not the na na na's, it's not the ooos, it's not the lyrics or anything. It's uh, the lack of having songs breathe instrumentally. I'm kind of with you there. I mean, like think of a song like. Um, you know the the classic example would be Carousel, right? And mm-hmm. and then I imagine the to play devil's advocate, the response would be like, "Well, I fucking did that in Cheshire Cup. Sounds evolved. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. okay, we'll go to um the first song of Take Your Pants and Jacket, Anthem Part Two, or Entitled. It's also like a huge a musical. Of... The Untitled has like fucking piano for a while, and just like <laughs> Mark Hoppus's mom reading or like a war letter, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like just sweet, like um. And I know it like, has the musical interlude. It has the fallen interlude. Yeah. And then just like that long ass, dr- it has a drum solo. That is the, <laughs> <laughs> that is the most self indulgent. Like, so I there there's that aspect of Blink that doesn't seem to be present. Yeah, in the in current uh, version. Yeah, and and I hope that. Well, I, it's I, funny because like I they, hope that's just a product of them kind of trying to be. I hope that's something they kind of work at, like a kink in the system that they they address later. Yeah, because I almost think like um, like Mark's chorus is kind of like compared to the rest of the song is a little bit I won't say cheesy, but just like learn to swim in rushing waters, and it can come off slightly cheesy. I think though that's why I think that first time it comes in, mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's earned. It's uh, earned it yet earned the, because, earned the cheese because it kind of has you need like to build up to it, it like because it's this crazy song and then when it kind of changes into that i think right. it'd be pretty interesting and then it kind of drops out you had a little spoken word and yeah. then you have kind of like that that matt sort of um yeah. bridge chorus with the as the chorus melody with the bridge and then back to that like and i think a blink of thing. 2001 would have been more comfortable to wait to put the hook in yeah you know i think i think I mean, I don't know if it's a product of them being a little unsure, but it comes off that way to me. And and I think the so, song would work better if it if it did just kind of. I'm with you on this one. Not yeah. so much misery, but um, because I, because you're right. Like it's his. I think it loses the way the he sings is so different. I don't think it quite loses the energy. I just think that it 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 would work better to have it. It would be like a the way it flows now is like okay, it's the chorus of the song, and if it if it was held off it would be like whoa like, it's kind of epic thing yeah like because like, this is like you're at the top of the mountain now yeah you can't just fucking jump to the top and then <laughs> in the beginning you know you just want to tie yourself to the mast all your nightmares have come to at last at least in your mind i just want to find a car to overturn i just want to let a fire watch it burn now we're past the point of the Well, why don't we talk about the lyrics in general? Okay. What do you think this song is about, Ryan? Um, I think this song is um, almost from the point of view of someone that doesn't care about this world. And either either if it's, um, you know, we'll get political, but climate change or the government kind of changing and almost uh, having, dare I say, trump Gret. Trump <laughs> Interesting. Oh my gosh. So I That's what I think of it. I um I don't think that's what it's about, but I think that you I have to wonder if you know, okay, here's here's what I think. Well, it's like regretting the the, the I'm not sure decision. if that's what it's meant to be on the surface or where this necessarily came from, but I think maybe at a certain point 
this this I'm without a doubt this was in the mind of Matt and Mark I think because just you can't be a citizen of the United States at this time and read these <laughs> lyrics and not eventually be like place it somewhere think think of those things yeah, right yeah so even if that's not I don't think that's what this where this song came from necessarily because this was recorded before uh, the um it was yeah it was it was a year ago so because there was picture of but Mark I mean it was definitely that's looming a, uh, yeah i mean that was a strong presence at the time almost it almost seems you could argue it's more likely to write a song about this if it's it's not that controversial to write a song about a losing presidential candidate right but mm-hmm. it is a little bit like controversial to write a song about the president because yeah. you're going to alienate whatever percentage of the population likes yeah. the president so uh but yeah i i don't know if that's what i think it i think uh, we'll get into it but i think it, it initially came from somewhere else but i definitely agree that even if it didn't they had to have kind of Thought yeah, about it was it at the some whole point along thing the, of people so following what, this to wanting. Yeah, just so to what throw. in the song makes you think about that? Um, it just has like the ideas, you know. Um, you know, I just want a car to overturn and watch. Uh, want to light a fire and watch it burn, kind of thing. Like yeah. that's almost what people were saying about. You know, they just want fucking change and they want them to yeah. mix up the system and yeah. stuff. And that's kind of what yeah. I see it. But I almost. Um, uh, it's like for some reason I, I picture it as if someone like regretting that decision, I think in a way like, yeah, uh, I don't, maybe I don't necessarily, maybe I think that's what the, if I'm thinking of like Mark's chorus musically kind of thing. And I'm like, <laughs> right. maybe they're like, this is like, what have I done sort of situation that thing when like the world's burning around me kind of, and I'm trying to like raise above it or something or survive. Yeah. Uh, the, what I did to fuck this all up, but maybe, I mean, that's just, that's what I think. There, it's about. I mean, there's the line. So the bridge, <laughs> the spoken word bridge, and but okay. Aside from the obvious, you know, rushing rivers, learn to live in rushing rivers, um, and make your peace with broken streets, being like, oh, that could be climate change. I think a lot of people reading about it kind of went there mm-hmm. with with what that might be about. And um, Matt, spoken word, the spoken word thing Matt does in the bridge, which was awesome, by the way. I love and and totally like a hardcore, like that's like a Fugazi. That would have been in any was that emo a post hardcore band? Yeah. yeah. So listeners of the show will know. I'm not as familiar with post hardcore <laughs> as Ryan is, but um, that's definitely the more the cheesy ones. I wasn't really into as much. I the, think. Well, spoken word, I can tell you, it goes back to Fugazi. There's there's some <laughs> a lot of Fugazi songs that are just all spoken word. Um. So, uh. So anyway, that part. What he says is, you're afraid, uneducated on where this would lead, going on for far too long. We're sorry for the greed. Leave us in peace and pieces, war-torn and wronged. So, yeah, it's, I definitely could see why that would apply to the current situation or why, oh, why sure. you'd kind of go there. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. And uh, your hollow accusations no one ever hears. Your wounded sense of pride, a guilty <laughs> yeah, souvenir. We, this is interesting. Meant- All your protests and vacant excuses ring insincere. Wow. Okay. <laughs> You're trying, I might be turning myself around here. Um, and I love, like, there's a, you were kind of mentioning, there's kind of Matt has these kind of background kind of scream sort of yells and kind of has a Jesse Lacey vibe. Like, it sounds like That's something my off first. Of- the first thing I went to was, like, fucking Skiva, like, hanging out with Jesse Lacey. <laughs> well, it has, like, a, if you listen to uh, Brand New's Daisy. Daisy, that's, ex- yeah, exactly. Like, listen. Vices. To- Vices or Gasoline have that vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, like... Uh, it's like on the edge of, uh, like yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially like the, the, the pop punk version of like the death growl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I maybe, love it. I'm a huge fan of maybe that. Maybe you can throw like a little tiny piece of that in there too, or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah that and so it's it's i really like it do you want to say what he's what he's singing during that so he's saying there's a couple parts there's uh the shitty car needs some personality the shitty song needs some personality uh and then like this song needs some fucking personality is the second one and that's yeah like I, I'm like, all right, that should be the first time you hear him. And then that's when that, that fast part comes in yeah. without the chorus. I'm going to try to edit and see if it sounds good. <laughs> and I'll put it in there. You can drop it in here. But that, uh, like, to me, that would be so fucking badass if it was just like that fast kind of thing. That And it's kind of this perfect thing because it's like, okay, we've heard that kind of uh, that that riff before and these type of songs kind of thing. And yeah. then hip. Yo, fuck the song needs a personality it's too much yeah. like this thing and then that fast travis is like oh yeah i'll make it fucking personal uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just goes fucking yeah. fast as fuck it's pretty great uh so yeah i i'm excited about it um can i tell you my theory on the lyrics sure <laughs> sorry i'm just like oh no 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 my, I, my hands are going crazy if no you no, see. no I, I don't mean to I, please go crazy um so my theory on the lyrics uh it, it is a little speculative you were here i was joking i know i know i know i was joking I didn't Are you th- joking I, or not? I'm not joking. <laughs> and I didn't think it was about Tom the first time I heard it. Uh, what? Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm, I'll let you go. All right. Uh, first off, I will say... I, They're I, all going to turn off. No, no. Please, please. Uh, I know I know. we've got human time capsule. <laughs> so human time capsule, if you could just tell other people after you hear this, if it, you know. Okay. So I... When I read the what Matt was saying is when I started to think it might be about Tom, um, or at least the current Blink situation. <laughs> and in reading about it, it seemed like some people thought this also. Really? Okay. Uh, so the idea of just when Mark, so when Mark talked about the song initially, um, the way he talked about it, I wish I could remember the exact quote, but he he said lyrically what it was about, and it was about someone like he said it was about betrayal. Mm. That's what he said. I was, I was, so, okay, so that's ding. You know, like, that kind of gets your alarm bell. Like, okay, this could, it doesn't mean it's about Tom, but certainly could potentially be about Tom. Okay. And then, you know, just so if you do kind of imagine it, and if it's about Tom, like, okay, do these lyrics make sense? Like Mark's lyrics. Um, you live in a world I cannot believe. You create a world I don't want to see. Um, it, like, there's this this kind of idea of like that combined with the chorus. There's this idea of like making your own reality and like I yeah, rushing rivers could be climate change, but it could also or, or just like you know the people's making their own uh, thinking. Uh, you know, America's fucking deemed destroyed. It's yeah. fucking the worst it's ever been. And yeah. painting a picture of just like destruction and and everything. Yeah, I think like Trump whether fucking, whether it's about you know politics or whether it's about Tom, I think at the heart of it is it's a song about someone who's unable to deal with the consequences mm. of something. Yeah, you that's know? what like, I, that, yeah, I think. Yeah. That's definitely what it's like at its heart. That's what it's you know. This isn't specifically a Tom thing, but um, I think it might have come from a place of that and like the like learn to deal with rushing rivers. You know, your wounded sense of pride, a guilty souvenir. I mean, I think all these things could theorize. You know, it. I think it could make sense, you know, um, the, you know, the idea to just like, yeah, learn to live with rushing rivers. Like life, um, is unexpected. Things will happen that you are not in control of and things will happen that you don't like. And it doesn't mean you just like bail. Mm-hmm. It means you, um, kind of like adapt and, and, you know, work with it. Mm-hmm. And the part about Matt that I thought kind of made me think this <laughs> might be to kind of like seal the deal for me in a way. Uh, 
So I thought it was interesting in the lyric video, they don't say what these are, which is unusual for Blink because we've had these lyric videos before for everything on California and they've had every single thing. Even the Travis thing just saying like that was it on the end of Built This Pool Mm -hmm. has that in the lyric video, Mm -hmm. right? And this didn't. And that just like seemed a little odd to me. Because there's nothing, it's not like it's behind another thing of lyrics. It's like by itself. And it is... It might even be quieter than the Travis thing. Like it's so quiet in an album where the vocals are like the star. This is really buried, and I thought it might. I I, I don't know what I was expecting it to be, but when I read it, it it's weird. It's not what you would expect <laughs> to be in this song. Yeah. I don't think. Certainly, I think the only thing you can really hear is personality. Is yeah, like maybe. Only- so what he's saying for listeners, just if you haven't read it, um, this shitty guitar needs some personality. This shitty song needs some personality. Um, that's one thing. Another time he said, this song needs some fucking personality. Another one, this song needs some fucking personality. Anybody? Personality? Give me some fucking personality. What happened to personality? <laughs> Interesting. Um, and then uh, another, the last one, how do I look? Disappointing. How about a disappoint more? I am a disappointment. How about a disappoint more? I think these are things Thomas hmm. said. Uh, I or at the very least sentiments he's expressed in the studio. Whoa, and and that's what I think, and I think that's why I think I think that's why they're not like written out in the lyrics. Weird. That's interesting. When you think about that, I didn't read the last it's one. It's just crazy How enough to I be look? true, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I like. I know this is totally like speculative bullshit, but I think th- this this makes sense to me. <laughs> I, I could see this happening. That's interesting. I well, the way they either. read, they don't read like lyrics. They read like someone just saying something. Mm-hmm. And I think these are things Tom could say. Like, like he was always kind of like pushing them into that like direction, you know. Like, and that idea that he he did come across as a little condescending. I think to the the punk stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, like the shitty guitar needs some personality. Like the shitty song needs some fucking personality. Like I, I feel like I could see that in neighborhoods. You know, like that being like an email back. You know, to like. Mm. MH4, you know, 11, 20, you know, whatever. Interesting. Something like that. I don't know. Am I crazy here? And need some some I, reverb I, and chorus. You on know, it. I'm I'm you know, and anyone who listens to the show, like I'm the last guy to say that like songs are about Tom. Like I Oh, we've said it before. We, I think some are, right? Yeah. But I don't think every I song I think that's is, interesting. I, I agree. The song uh, it's about portrayal, and I think like like people betraying, you know, you can put it into a political aspect, I think, especially right now with what yeah. the hell's going on. But I think that is interesting because the shit guitar needing personality and the song needing personality has, nothing, not to, has nothing to do with Trump. Yeah. So it, maybe it's a cool little double-edged thing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It, either way, uh, I think what we've learned in this discussion is that this is a good enough song that you can get different meanings out of it in pretty... I think I feel like both of our takes were, I mean, couldn't be more different, <laughs> but had tons of compelling things to kind of point to, yeah, and 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 that were specific to each of our viewpoints. Because in the same way that I'm talking about Tom, fucking protests, what that doesn't have anything to do with that, and like your like greed ruining the planet or whatever, you know, like the Skiba verse doesn't really make sense to Tom. Yeah, so. I think that's kind of cool because it does. Yeah, it is sort of abstract, but in not in a way that's like just random lines, you know, like there there's pieces that mean yeah. different things and stuff. Yeah. I think it's a, a, a lyrically um I I kind of agree with what you're saying with the how the chorus can come off as cheesy with the alliteration and then the the way how it's just like dun dun dun. I think but yeah. I, I I think it does it, it's a little cheesy, but it it works. I, no, I think it it works because it uh I think we t- talked about this, but you know, pre-recording, like, um, 
it's like a good contrast to like this metal yeah. song or like this not yeah. metal, but like, you know, hard rock Blink. song. Um, metal. <laughs> but but so, I, I agree that it works, but it could be better, I think. I think it could be. I think my thing originally hearing it, I almost wish it was a little bit more uh, rough around the edges. Um, yeah. It's a little bit more just like like yelly, kind of like Mark on Go or on, um, you know, uh, Damn It, you know, kind of yeah. thing. I mean, that's like hard. You know, he was younger back easy then. Easy Target. Yeah, Easy Target. Like just kind of like that more type of vibe. I do love his verses, though, in the beginning. Yeah. Really great. And, um, God, I can't get enough of Skiba's yelling. Like, uh, Lear, what are you yeah. saying aside? Like, his, it just sounds so cool, I think. And, yeah. like, the way his voice is just raspy and how it ends with just, like, him just, like, <laughs> like, dying. Yeah. It's, it's, I it's, love that. It's cool. It's a cool song. It's um, it's a side of Blink we haven't really seen. Yeah, and I think that's exciting. And I think that's It reminds like, me, honestly, more of, like, Boxcar Racer than Blink. A little bit. Which is kind yeah. of cool, to, exciting to see that absent Tom, because that's a cool side, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, it's it's pretty cool, and it seemed to kind of like light people up, and people seemed really excited about it. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, this was one that seemed like no, I didn't see anyone really saying like "fuck this," you know. <laughs> and it's cool. Like I think, um, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorites, and it's like a weird. It'll be like a weird, fun song to like play for somebody, and then they realize it's like Blink One Eight. Yeah, you said you had this on, and it like the next song that was just queued up was first date and it was like what the fuck is <laughs> well, this well it's funny like, i did that too i i because yeah, on spotify <laughs> if you use spotify there's a setting um when you since it's just a single it's not part of an album uh spotify will just like after you finish an album or a song it'll play something that sounds like it so usually it plays another blink song and it's usually pretty random but yeah one time i listened to it i did first date and it was pretty that's pretty good pretty funny but another time it finished and it did sober and it worked really well. <laughs> I don't know why, but it. Well, so anything else about this song? No, I mean I think we really covered it. Uh, yeah, just yeah. Just go li- listen to. I'm sorry, I said it was about Tom. I, <laughs> I wouldn't have said it unless I I didn't strongly. Th- I I think you you rested your case or you. you I made my to, case. You made your case. Yeah. Rested. Your case. I dug myself out of that hole. I think you made it. Uh, you lawyered lawyered it. Up I lawyered pretty it well. Up. Nice. I think it, what it, it, yeah. Just my last little thing about it. It's almost. Um, usually songs like this don't have choruses quite like marks. Usually right. what they would, I, I just kind of just thought of this, um, say in the post hardcore emo screamo days, he had a song that kind of sounded like this and it, they never quite did because no one was, no one had Travis drumming on them. Right. So they were like, it'd be like, Basically, someone would be hitting a third of the notes he or the drums hits that yeah. he's hitting. But uh, you would have a song like this with this crazy intro, you know, intros, and it'd be pretty hard and screamy and yelly and yeah. for like the first part. And then when it would go into like the poppy chorus kind of thing, yeah. But it wouldn't be the main focus of the song, if you, if I know what you're talking. It'd be it'd almost be toward the end. That's like almost an undero song. If you listen to that one, it's mostly screamy, but there's a couple parts where it gets yeah. kind of uh, singy, and uh, so it's a little jarring mm-hmm. to hear Blink sing something like do something like this. But yeah. uh, it's cool, and I think um, I mix it's it's exciting and it's crazy. The I mean, Blink over the course of their career have hit so many different little influences and sounds and just California in itself is more than neighborhoods. I think is like, cause neighborhoods, their, their whole pitch for neighborhoods is like, okay, we're taken from all of our different neighborhoods and you know, all the different cultures in your neighborhood. Right. Uh, you know, you have Travis and Tom. Yeah. And and that, that ended up just kind of being like Travis 
brought good drumming. Mark <laughs> brought some punk songs and Tom bought, brought um, some delay on the yeah, guitar like, pedal. <laughs> and it didn't really like go too much beyond, I mean, I'm being a little simplistic, but it didn't go <laughs> too much beyond that in the way that like self-titled did, which was, I thought, a much more varied yeah. look at their influence. We're and like, okay, let's get some matey stuff. Let's get some like punk stuff. Let's get some uh, but, hip-hop stuff. But that stuff. all kind of still like felt like a cohesive thing. And then right, right, California but, 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 almost ha- has yeah. like this like, they're just trying to like tons of different things right now. I feel yeah. like, and it's, I don't know. It's fun. It's I mean, it's like, crazy to think that if you include the deluxe as the same album, this is on the same album as a song like sober, which is on the same album as a song like cynical. It's weird that the thing is you, you'd think I'm nuts, but sober fits with this song in a weird <laughs> way. It's it, I think it's the drums or something like the way it ends. And yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to get a mix of this cube with Los <laughs> Angeles and then like a mix of cute. Cause sober is your, you know, that that's our Los Angeles is the song I love and you hate. Sober is the song you love. I hate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to figure out if this fits better with sober. Or Los Maybe Angeles. I'll put it in between or something. Oh uh, um, yeah. But yeah, it's cool. Uh, so yeah, I think that's all we have to say about six, eight. I think we can both, agree. do you want to like rate the song? Do you want to give it six out of eight? I think that's what I'd give it. <laughs> that's a good rate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a I'll great, it. I'll take it. It's a pretty good song. Uh, we're both six out of eights. Yeah. Two six out of eight. So eight <laughs> over eight sixteenths. Um, I kind of want like want to write a song just as like a project in six eight time signature now. Okay. Just because they made such a big deal about it, and I I don't think I've ever written a song in that before. So, um, you know, I'll do that over the coming. Maybe I'll <laughs> I'll share some of that here if it's if it's something that makes sense to share. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think we'll go ahead and put into the uh, the the interview now yeah so um, through the magic of editing um <laughs> you'll hear our conversation from a few days ago yeah this so this conversation is with um a dude uh his name's harvey and he's actually from wales in good old jolly uh, london or uk or whatever you know that's the worst impression. it was really hard to uh prevent ryan from doing a british accent during any of the interview but yeah, we, we did it over skype uh this guy harvey um we've been in contact over twitter a long time and he you know uh, had interesting perspectives I feel like about blink and yeah um, and one thing we that's just kind of blown our minds with this show is just like people from all over the world are listening to it and yeah. so it's kind of I mean I don't I don't know anybody from London or anything really I think I have well, a cousin that lives you, there I mean, but she's still you still don't American she's in Wales or oh, Wales yeah sorry <laughs> This shows you the American education system that's not going to get yeah, fixed. It's, it's going to get worse. Not, you're a product of the worst education system in in America. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. Uh, so anyway, he um, he's just a really great guy, and he had some interesting stories to tell. And we yeah, just I kinda... think I think it went really it went really well. And for something that we've been wanting to do from the beginning, it was cool to do it with someone who was so far away yeah. and had such a different. Aside from the fact he's like from Wales, which which definitely had its own thing that was a little bit different in his way to blink but he i mean you'll have to hear it but he, he has some like shockingly amazing stories to tell um <laughs> yeah we, we kind of lucked out with i think this this yeah, interview one of them um well one thing this was before six eight came out so i know we mentioned it like, yeah we don't go bit. over six eight because it was done before the song came out so. but another thing he kind of mentions and this is kind of just to like uh, cause we're going to close the show out the interview that like i just wanted to talk about there's a point where he talks about his dad being a part of um uh, like a musical group kind of thing called um, oh, right, Up right. With People. Right, Up With People. And it's they were kind of like a... So was this this was not the Fire Fest of its day, though. I mean, this no. was a legit organization. <laughs> it was like an organization that'd be in different cities. And okay. Up With People, they did like, 
I don't even know, but it was sort of, I don't know if it was Christian or something. Like it was something just like uh, make people happy in weird places or something. <laughs> maybe they play like, happy bullshit. maybe they play like an old people's places or like hospitals or something. I don't know. But uh, his dad's a musician. We talk about that a little bit and played with up with people. And I remember hearing that name. I'm like, I think my dad had something to do with that. And my dad, Found out my my dad yeah, during played. the show. You text your dad, <laughs> and uh, I don't think we got a response. We didn't during the show, but but he followed up and uh, seems heavily involved. Yeah, my dad I played think he, trumpet with them in like the seventies for like three years or something like that. Did you know before this text message that your dad at any point uh, played, played the, the trumpet? Let alone was a professional trumpet <laughs> player for three years in the nineteen seventies. I knew he played trumpet. I forgot. I forgot he did, but I knew he did. But I and I remember hearing it's like just kind of overhearing stories about this up with people thing, but I didn't really hear it, know the whole yeah. story about it. Man, I'd love to hear your dad's crazy trumpet stories. <laughs> I think it's, it was like a wholesome. Group. Do you think it was the seventies? It, it was, was the seventies, Ryan. I could be wrong. Like, I, I don't know. You can't have fun if you're wholesome. <laughs> you could have wild, wholesome things, you know, going go karting. Yeah. So that's a little bit of the story in this. Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a, aside we talk from about smash brothers a little bit. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. We get to know this guy. And so that's kind of the whole idea was just like get to know, you know, Blink members, you know, you know, from all over the world. Yeah. Kind of and hopefully we'll have some more of this. Um, yeah. I think we I have mean, a few planned. Yeah. We'll, stuff, def- so. I, we'll definitely have some more of this. It was kind of a thing we would want to do since the beginning of the show and just kind of figuring out like how we would do it. And, yeah. And we're good. Uh, we're starting to figure it out. Yeah. And so it's uh, I'm really stoked about this. And if you want to be on the show, uh, you know, right in. Yeah, I mean, we'll, 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 you don't know, take everybody, but no, I didn't say we're gonna have you. I just said <laughs> write in if you want to be on. <laughs> no, like that sounds. Like, There's no guarantee. Cruel. No guarantee. Yeah, you but. could be. I mean, if you're a crazy person, <laughs> if you have an interesting story, if you're just to gonna tell, air you. If you're, you're just using this as a platform to air your views about how Green Day is the better band, I'm not gonna let you on. <laughs> you got to prove that you you can yeah. be on the show. You no, got to prove. <laughs> You gotta prove you share the values of the Blink Nation before you can enter our borders. God, now we're sounding like the what this like six eight songs about. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tom DeLonge. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's let's uh, go in and uh, so there's no we're instead of going um what's up with Tom we're gonna check in this week with what's up across the pond. So who do we uh, who do we have with us today? <laughs> All right, I'm Harvey. Um, I'm a. I actually wouldn't say I wouldn't call myself a Blink fan anymore, uh, and that sounds real weird, right? But no, I was like a super. Blink well, nice fan. talking to you, Harvey. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, right. So I, I was like a super crazy fan, and now that I'm a bit older and stuff, now I'm like I feel like I can step back and just like appreciate them for what their music is without like going totally nuts, just like. You know, so I'm not going to, if something's bad, I'm happy to be like, yeah, they shouldn't have done that. But at the yeah. same time, you know. I get, I, I feel like what I'm hearing from you is that you may have transitioned from fanboy to fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. That's, that's totally it. Yeah. Should, should we start again? Because like, if it does go on air, like everyone's going to hate me from then on. So. <laughs> Everyone turns off the episode. I know. I've just killed your show with like one sentence. Look at this. My name's Harvey this. and fuck Blink-182. <laughs> well, it seems to no, be like Blink. Obviously, I love Blink-182, so. <laughs> I guess like, what would be your history of like Blink and stuff, just to kind of get to know, like, you know, so, um, your thing. Okay, so, right, growing up, um, my dad's a songwriter, musician, um, and I, like, never listened to the radio or any music at all. Um, 
because it, I don't know, I guess it was kind of like, I just grew up listening to some of my dad's stuff. And when the stuff on the radio was like nothing like remotely, I th there's a lot of crap on the radio. Right? What, what, what <laughs> was the kind of stuff on the radio when you were growing up? Uh, like stereophonics, that kind of stuff. Oh, and wow, people, okay. people still love them, so um, I don't know. But I don't even know. I didn't listen to it, so it's kind of yeah. hard to say. But um, So I thought, I thought I just didn't really like music. Um, <laughs> and then, I don't know, I think I was like watching TV a bit, and I heard like a clip of uh, Feeling This, and I was like, That's, that sounds, that sounds really it? good. What is that? <laughs> I'm feeling it right now. And Yeah, exactly. And, um, and I heard it, and then I remember I heard it again, like someone had it in school or something. I'm like maybe 13, 14 right now. Right. And um, I, I heard it, and I was like, what's that band? I want to listen to that band. It's so <laughs> sick. Um, so someone's like, oh, yeah, like Blink-182. That's what we call it, by the way, 182. That's, that's really weird to me, but I'm getting, <laughs> getting used to it. Yeah, that's crazy. But, um, Blink yeah. 182, I, I, I do kind of like that. It doesn't ring off the tongue, though. It yeah. really doesn't. I like. I can totally <laughs> see why you call it what you do. That, that's actually much better, but that's what you used to, whatever. Well, how, um, uh, so you said that feeling this. So how old were you around when you first So I was probably like 13, 13 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's crazy because that's about the same age I was, but, you know, like I had been following them for like a couple of years before. I mean, not too much longer, but I don't know if I've talked to someone before who's like intro to the song or intro to the band was feeling this. Like it's yeah, not, that's weird, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's one of their, like up until that point, that was like, they didn't sound anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> which is, which is kind of why I've got, I think I've got like a different perspective to a lot of people on this yeah. because if that's my introduction, then anything before it, I could, that's your at, vanilla. Like, yeah. Blink is, yeah. is feeling this. So like going to Dude Ranch is like, oh, they were this like really straight up punk band, I guess. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And um, and it means I can look at some of the older stuff quite objectively and actually think, you know, is that, or I suppose I compare it to feeling this, but like, right. you know, yeah. to that album. But um, anyway, like just to fast forward then. So yeah, heard feeling this. I was like, that band's amazing. I'm going to listen to more of this. And they actually got me into music because from then on, I was like, okay, I'll try some other stuff and see if I like it. And there was other good stuff out there. I yeah. just never wasn't exposed to it because the stuff on the radio in the UK, at least, is always pretty much terrible. So, I, uh, I think that's a common theme worldwide, you know? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if there's any way where the radio's like just playing the best shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. If only. <laughs> well, I tried. I used to have um, uh, like an internet radio show myself. So, um, and I, I would play just like way too much Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, awesome. I'd, I'd talk to people and they'd be like, oh, like, what, what do you think of this? They're like, yeah, it's pretty good. You play a lot of that band though. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, it's good, right? <laughs> well, yeah, like, so, yeah, so it's the interesting, like we were talking about it and how like about, like Blink was so close by to us. So it's kind of just interesting to hear like, you know, it reaching, yeah. you know, I know they're a worldwide band, of course, but like. Um, yeah. there's someone's perspective of them because they seem like such a, this is going to sound like, like it just, you know, I don't know. American is like the weird way to say it, I guess you could say. I wouldn't even say American. Like I just California feel like they, yeah, like a Calif, they're like a California band. I, and I feel like <laughs> yeah. not that they're a band from California and it's like, oh, but they kind of represent their place, you know, in a way, like they're identified with like San Diego. They have like songs about sure. going to sombreros and eating Mexican food and stuff. And like, those yeah. are things as like, as a, a kid growing up in, um, you know, Southern California, I didn't have specifically sombreros, but there was own my own, you know, Garcia's and stuff that I could go to. It was and like, you could relate to it. Right. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah, didn't like, so, get any of that. Yeah. So what is like, it? what was it that kind of, um, made you connect to it? Yeah. Connect. Yeah. 
so the harmonies they did on Feeling This were like as good as the stuff my dad did. So I was like, okay, oh wow, other people can do this. And then yeah, so, so that, that's crazy. That's almost like the a totally different angle from it because we're coming at it from just like this like really basic emotion like I feel that way too. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're kind of more like, oh, I really like what's going on musically here. Uh, it's pretty interesting <laughs> <Yeah>. how they're. <laughs> I mean. I, I, I can't say it was like like an intu- intellectual like oh this this is good musically but it was just like musically it worked for me um, just from not that I could appreciate it on a technical level right but it just it was just like so much sound coming from all these different directions like the counterpoints and like yeah I I don't know I'll I'll still like I'll defend to the death that like the final kind of thirty seconds of feeling this is like maybe some of the best music that's ever been it's made. it's, it's punk wow. beach boys i think yeah exactly exactly it's incredible so, so what what like with your dad um, i know where you talked about it that he worked with some like artists and stuff like what 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 did he do and stuff that kind of that you grew up with okay kind of. um yeah so i just <laughs> so if you mind talking about it. yeah no no absolutely like so yeah i think I've always think like he's my dad, right? So I've always got to be like, oh, he's he's the best songwriter in the world ever. Like whether <laughs> he is or not, I've got to stick with that in my heart, you know. But um, yeah, he so he just like he was in like a bunch of bands, and but most of it was um, he'd like record at home in this like home studio he made, and then see what he could do with it. Um, unfortunately, he was never like super successful, so he didn't like make any money off it really. Yeah, it's a hard world to get into, and it, you've got to be like. Uh, you got to sell yourself pretty hard, yeah. And that is like totally not my dad's personality. He's and like there's no, there's no like clear pl- path for like where to go or what to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But like he was doing a lot of the right things. So um, yeah. So he, what has he done? Um, I got, I got one or two notes here so that I can yeah. kind of not, not like tell you the wrong thing <laughs> or whatever. But, um, so yeah, he's worked. Um, he's recorded in Abbey Road. Which oh, cool. is where the Beatles I, might have recorded. I've heard of that. You heard of that? I thought you might. Um, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's pretty I mean, cool. just to even be there, I, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what's he done? Okay, so he told me this one story. So they were working on... Um, he worked for a charity called Up With People. So he went, mm. to a, he went to the States, and in this charity working on it, they, they made this... Um, it was like a children's kind of cartoon... Um, and people who did the music for it were basically the Bee Gees. Um, Eric Clapton did something. Um, my dad's band, for whatever reason. <laughs> um, so a lot of stuff that's like am- that. So it, that's amazing. It's pretty cool. Um, so I think my dad had something that, like th- he had something to do with up with people or something. Your like dad? That. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know if he was. I, he was part of something. I have to find out. But there's some sort of weird thing like uh, someone for. Christmas like got him like a joke album of up with people like um I, f- I have to find out what the story is but there's something c- kind of connection with my dad and up with people too dude he's you may have ma- heard he's your not dad may have heard my dad's music that yeah, would be right? so weird if that would happen <laughs> if your dad was like a roadie for your dad for a day <laughs> my, my dad's not a musical person but I think he had some there's some sort of con- story with them that's really funny we have to dig that's into really that I'll, I'll find out and we'll talk about it yeah. before, like if we release that <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah, so just like a little story on that. So they did this for this cartoon that was called The Bunburys, and it was about these um, these rabbits that played cricket in Australia or something this like is, that. I'm not really wow. sure. But um, sounds so amazing. He, he arranged all these vocals on this song, and um, he presented it to Barry Gibb. Mm. And Barry oh, Gibb wow. Was like, and he was like, well, that's perfect. We'll use that. And Dad was like, oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> and um, so that was like a really cool moment for him that like, 
he just was fully supported by someone like Barry Gibb, right? Yeah, that's um, got to be like the, what a feeling to like as a songwriter be like, hey, Barry Gibb, what do you think? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like imagine you just put a piece to like Mark and Mark's like, yeah. <laughs> that's <great>. Like, <laughs> yeah. How Good cool job, Mike. Yeah. And then after that, um, they recorded what was the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band a musical um, with oh, wow. uh, George Martin who is the Beatles producer. Holy shit. So, so I mean, George Martin is sort of the uh, Jerry Finn of uh, pop yeah, rock, if you will. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but he, he said it was just this crazy moment. He's sitting there and he's totally starstruck. He's talking to Barry Gibb, telling him, uh, and ba Barry Gibb is talking to him, and Barry Gibb's saying how starstruck he is working with, George Martin. So it's just like these three layers of starstruck. And wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's quite a cool And then there was probably story. Ryan's dad who was starstruck <laughs> at, at your dad. <laughs> I forget uh, what it was. I have to find out. I almost want to like text and see if they'll like answer it. <laughs> yeah, you should do it. That That is incredible though. Wow. So how cool is that? Yeah. I your dad, awesome. it sounds like your dad has, has lived, uh, lived he a has. life. He has. Definitely. Yeah. Um, does he on, still yeah. do like music stuff or is he... Yeah, he's got like, um, he's what? He's like pushing, he's on his way to 70 now. Oh, but yeah. um, he's, uh, you know, he's, I set, I, I built him a PC. So he sits at home and he just like records the stuff he can do. And it's oh, like, that's so cool. But it's like so many different, like he does like, one day he'll be like, oh yeah, I made this reggae song. And then he'll be like, oh, here's like this dance song or something like that. <laughs> just like, he oh, just wow, does what he awesome. does. It's just my dad. It's whatever, you know. So Sounds um, like a cool dude. Well, so what, uh, so you were saying like you were like big fanboy kind of, kind of, fallen off a little bit what um what kind of made you do that or like are you still listening to them to blink and stuff like oh that? hell yeah yeah you know they're, <laughs> they're still objectively it's great music right it's just mm -hmm. like i i used to fanboy and you know i'd go i'd seen all of the interviews they'd ever done on youtube and like you know um i've seen them live only twice because they don't come to uk too much um yeah. the first one like was just after they reformed um they came and played reading festival Mm -hmm. And uh, I just remember just being like, I was so excited because I'd never seen Blink. I'd like, I was like, well, I've got to go. Obviously, I'm going. If the Blinker back, what? Of course. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was actually. Yeah. As I was saying, it even seems like it's harder for them to come over there now too, with Travis not flying and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So, because I didn't know how long they'd be back. Right, I had to take that chance. <laughs> so um, how, how was so? How was the Reading Festival? Oh, it was so good. It was so good. So we had we saw Paramore. Um, there are a few other. I think Limp Biscuit was there. I didn't really look at that. Um, <laughs> Limp Biscuit, all right. Limp Biscuit. Weezer was there. Oh, oh cool. nice. Weezer actually totally stole the show. Like I yeah. liked Weezer before then, and I listened to a few of their stuff. But um, just they're, watching Rivers, they're on a stage, good live band. Like they're one so of the best. Fun. So fun. He was just like he's trying to piss off like the security guys. He was like knocking <laughs> stuff over. He like he. <laughs> it was so funny. The um they covered, um they covered Teenage Dirtbag. Oh like, wow by Wheatus, but then there was like a girl in front of me and she was like, oh, I love this song. This band's amazing. And they had no idea they were covering it, right? <laughs> <laughs> they just thought it was them. And, um, and wow. yeah, they, he did like a Lady Gaga thing. He had this big wig on. And, um, and then, he, yeah, he, he like rolled around in this big puddle of mud and then just like <laughs> hugged all the crowd to get them as muddy as possible as well. He was like, he was a cool. nutcase, but it was great. Well, puddle of mud and limb biscuit at the same show. <laughs> well, that that, sh show. that show was all on. That's all on YouTube, wasn't it? Wasn't it like recorded and filmed. It was. Yeah, sort of? I think so. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, m I remember just like watching that, like like probably in the middle of the night or something. <laughs> I want to know. 
what your thoughts are then about you know the second breakup how do you feel about matt skiba do you do you have any background with alkaline trio or anything so i had a nintendo gamecube and on that gamecube was a game called uh tony hawk's underground <laughs> okay and Classic. there was a certain yeah. song on that it was called armageddon and i didn't know who it was by but the, every time i played the game it was like first armageddon goes on that's the best song on this game <laughs> I feel like that was kind of my response too. Like I was just like, all right, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's something that I'm like more stoked on now though. Like more that the more that I've kind of, um, I guess you'll, you wouldn't have heard it. Um, but the episode we recorded and haven't posted yet, we just did like a little series we're going to be doing on like Skiba's songwriting and stuff like that. And, um, so I feel like the more I'm listening to it, the more I'm liking it. But so, so you like the Alkaline Trio. Do you feel like he's fit in well with Blink? Like putting, um, Putting everything else aside about New Blink, like just specifically Skiba, do you feel like he's doing a good job, like filling Tom's spacey shoes? <laughs> I do. Um, right. Here's why. Okay. So people say like, oh, we want Tom back. But the thing is, Tom is kind of, he's no longer Tom as we knew him anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't be back in the yeah. way we want. And we kind of have to accept that. Um, and I think Matt Skiba is like a professional. I feel like he works really yeah. hard at this. And, um, yeah. you know, every bit of every kind of reward he gets for doing this, I think he fully deserves it. I think he's worked super hard. He's really good at it. Um, you know, like the live banter may not be quite the same. Yeah. But it wasn't the same kind of at the end anyway. Right. Anyway. So yeah. I don't think we've lost anything. We've just gained a guy who can actually sing now. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's good to me. Sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think Skiba brings kind of like a, a he does bring like his own kind of charming element to the stage uh, yeah. show. Yeah, like he's he's a he's a charming guy. I think. Yes, and he exactly. he has like funny like quips and stuff too. Um, that now that he's getting like a little more comfortable and stuff. Exactly. Then. Exactly. Yeah, the longer he sticks around, or if they keep going on with this, it's just going to get better and better, you know? Oh, yeah. So, it, it, I mean, yeah, it's something you kind of have to swallow, that Tom's not coming back, or the Tom. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, speaking yeah. of Tom, that was, like, maybe one last thing I wanted to I wanted to ask, is what you think about Tom's, like, career direction or career choice. I don't know how closely yeah. you've been following it or anything, but, or if you have any thoughts on it. Well, I've been listening to this podcast, and they do a segment called What's Up With Tom? So that's been really useful for, like, you know, getting up in that spaceship. Yeah, we try to make it informative. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, you know, I think he's an ambitious guy. um, And I think where he is right now, I feel like he almost doesn't want to just be on tour all the time and doing all this stuff. And he's got the freedom and the money to just explore random stuff. Like, if I had that much money, I would, yeah, why not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm if if his passion isn't exactly in it, which like fine if it's not like that's totally fair. Then yeah. like why not just if you can why not just explore your passion? Yeah, exactly. And it, we, he doesn't owe us, and he's given us enough already. I think so. I don't feel like oh Tom, you left. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Like I've you know that's a good way of, great, of so. putting it. Like he that's true. Like he doesn't 
owe us anything, you know? Like, no. it's totally fine. It's totally fine and totally fair for him to be like, eh, I'm not really into music anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'm, I'm <laughs> fine with where he's going. Although some of his claims lately have been a little <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This, is, uh, this just came to my mind because we just kind of jumping back to when we first started talking. But, you know, you said feeling this was your, you know, kind of intro point. Uh, if you did go back or when you did, like, were you still able to appreciate, like, their old uh, music before the Untitled album or self-titled? Yeah, a lot of it I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a definite kind of um, drop-off, I'd say, before Cheshire Cat. Mm. Um, it, I don't think... Sorry, before Dude Ranch. So, like, yeah, mm. like m- most of Dude Ranch, I think, is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it also was kind of not so good. I don't know. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, I Enema think there's... And just in terms of songwriting, I think it took about Enema for them to really find, like, their consistent, like, genius, you know, if you want to exactly. call it that. I, w- I don't know if well, I call it genius, but... <laughs> well, I, I think I would, and I think I'd name him Jerry Finn. Oh yeah. So yeah. Because right, let let's let's just think of this, okay? If, if I've worked this out. I've thought, okay, <laughs> the best Blink albums I've heard are "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," "Enema," and "Untitled," mm-hmm. or "Self-Titled," whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, and then who who knows? I don't know. Yeah. You guys know? I th- I think it is Untitled, but every untitled. time I, I've like committed myself to an answer, it turn I like look it up and it's like, oh, actually, it's self-titled. Like so, <laughs> well, I don't even know anymore. But. So so those are the three best Blink albums. And then you've got Boxcar Racer, which was really good. Yeah. And then you've got um, When Your Heart Stops Beating, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out at the same time as that was We Don't Need to Whisper, which was okay. Yeah. You know? uh, but there was a, but it, was, it seems just so cut and dry to me. The albums Jerry Finn was on are incredible. Like, incredible albums. I say, you know, at least nine out of tens, each one of them. And yeah. then... The ones he's not on, they have good points, but they're not consistently incredible. I would, I would switch out, you know, for your top three. I would probably switch out Take Off Your Pants and Jacket with Dude Ranch. But what I would say, though, as far as, like, Jerry Finn is concerned, which is kind of your point, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket probably sounds better. And, you know, like, there's uh, just the albums that he works on have the sound to them that are just nothing sounds like before or since really like yeah. it. We actually, I got a, it was recently his birthday and I got him take off your pants and jacket on vinyl. And oh, we were, we were like, listen, birthday. <laughs> oh, thanks man. Look at that. <laughs> we were, uh, we were listening to it and I was just like, damn, this just like sounds so good. Like, doesn't it? It, it's, oh. it, it's such a perfect mix of like pop polish, but still room to breathe and, and raw. Like there's a performance right. behind it, which is something that, um, I don't hate Feldman, it seems like, as much as some people do, but I think he definitely isn't as good at Jerry Finn as capturing that, like, raw, garagey, you know. Dude, you nailed it. His songs don't quite sound like um, performances in the way that they do in the Jerry Finn albums. Yeah, what would you say, like, with the whole Feldman thing and people blaming him for certain choices and stuff, like, what's your take, you know, knowing, you know, the music production process and stuff like that? I feel like Feldman, um, he's obviously very good at what he does. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think he like, so he's, he's trying to make Blink as kind of as big and as accessible as possible. Right. 
And the way to do that is to have as many songs as possible have as many hooks as possible. Which is why, you know, if you listen, like any classic music, you know, ABBA, for example, that's <laughs> another one where every like 30 seconds, there's some kind of hook. Yeah. And California is exactly the same, you know, the, w- the na-na-na's, the woes, all these things are just hooks. They're designed to get in your ear and so you can, you know, you identify with it and you don't forget it. So I think that's where he's coming from. He's trying to be as accessible as possible. So. I think you're. I think you're probably right. Where I could, I could see his role as songwriter is to kind of step in and be like, "Hey, um, how about if we kind of add this little thing here as a little addition? You know, while while the yeah. verse is going on, be like, "Hey, can we put this little like uh, thing in here? It'll just sound like nice and stuff." And yeah, and that that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, just to keep things like he tries to make things interesting every step of the way, just like little things happening. So you know, what's one of what's one of your uh, favorite songs off California? You'd say. <laughs> well, uh, I will take a dramatic sip before announcing. I think Los Angeles is top three. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, <laughs> sit down, sit down. Los Angeles. I heard this. I heard the intro. I was first listening to it, and I was like, "So this is what Blink sounds like after Untitled. This is where the g- I like this." Mm. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like the, and that synth bass. That's like that's what <laughs> sealed the deal for me. I was into that synth bass. Wow, it's a good song, man. Yeah, but, I mean, um, maybe it'll it'll grow on me eventually someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, I don't trust. Uh, you. How do you feel about um, the um, uh, the songs we've heard off the deluxe? Or I don't know. Have you listened to uh, Parking Lot and um, Yes Misery? Did, what, what do you think about those? So. Um, yeah, Ryan was totally right. Uh, Misery blows its load way too early. <laughs> um, it Hell needed yeah. to have two verses and then a chorus, or at least maybe have some kind of intro or something, because when that chorus hits, it is actually really nice. Yeah, and, it is. Um, and it sounds it sounds almost like take off your pants and jacket kind of kind of vibe to it in some ways to me, um, which I really like. You know, I think it's really good. It just just blows it a little too early. Yeah, but, and I think. Parking Lot's a great song, but it, there's something about the way the, the chorus is structured of Misery that ticks with me a little bit more. Mm. So I, w- I prefer Misery, but I still, cool. yeah, Parking Lot is fun. It's hella good. You know, yeah. So. Misery is definitely a more like fluid song. I mean, Parking Lot by its nature is like, the chorus is kind of like jarring and like kind of like switches momentum a bit, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a little weird, but uh, are you, are you stoked for the deluxe album? Are you like... Yeah, right. yeah, I am. I am. Because um, you did that little breakthrough, that breakdown <laughs> of it, right? And uh, yeah, I agreed with a lot of the things you were saying with what you were interested in. Um, was it 6 8? Yeah. Like, that was like the heavy one and a different time signature. Yeah. I'm like, give me that. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Mark. Get, get weird on me. This, let's yeah. hear it. Yeah. Where do you want like Blink to maybe go next, do you think? Like, or what would you like, like to, wow. to see? I don't know, man. That's a really <laughs> hard question. Mark, uh, Matt, and Travis. Just appear in your room. Harvey, we're out of ideas. Can you tell us what to do for the next album? Mark, Matt, Travis, sit down. Give me 15 <laughs> minutes. I'll write you something. I'll sort you out. It'll be amazing. Just, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, Damn. That's such a hard question. I mean, because I love Untitled. I, I, anything that sounds remotely like that, I think is really cool. Um, I, I would like it if they just take a little bit more time on the lyrics, because I know they can do some really good lyrics, both Matt and Mark. Um, and 
I'd like them to just try and be a bit more creative and not worry so much about the sales. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's their job. So it, I, yeah. I would totally do what That's they're doing. That's an interesting in point. I think you're right. Like it's almost maybe they were with. I think that's the good way to put it. I think with this one, it was to get back in the limelight kind of thing, and now they can get weird with the next one, hopefully. You got it. That's, that's what I would hope. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, I always use the Force Awakens uh, Last Jedi analogy that <laughs> the Force Awakens, you kind of want it to be just like Star Wars is back, and it's Star Wars, the Star Wars. And California was like the Force Awakens for Blink. It was just Blink is back, sure. and it's just Blink. <laughs> and I hope with The Last Jedi, and I hope with the next Blink album, uh, they're like, okay, now we're gonna do our own thing, and let's take a little back. risk, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is kind of a little bit somewhat off topic, off top topic, but I'm gonna keep it connected to the blink somehow. Uh, so one of the big things I did growing up was we'd be skateboarding, listening to Blink One Eight Two, and then we'd go inside and play uh, Smash Brothers. And I know that you're a big <laughs> Smash Brothers guy. <laughs> That's right. That is right. <laughs> Yeah, I was good just... link there, keeping the blink theme going. Again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you um on your like Twitter and stuff, have, like a what Twitch a page and stuff, and so I just like, what's your deal with uh, Smash Brothers and everything? Yeah, I, okay. So I I recently moved cities um, from well, I lived in like a a total um, rural area that my village I'm from has like 250 people, something like that. It's wow. Like super, yeah. Um, so now I've moved to Cardiff, which is Wales's capital. City. Oh yeah, I, uh, right, I I only know this because I'm I'm going on a it's trip. On the to, poster? Well, I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> on the blink poster. Like, uh, I, I'm <laughs> I'm going on a trip with my dad to Norway uh, in May, and we were deciding between Norway and doing like around like a rural tour of the Wales, actually. So oh, I, nice. I was like, I saw Cardiff is like, oh, we could probably wow. stay there for. A but he's days. not going there. Yeah, so. Norway won out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. My dad right, saw well, the fjords, know. and he was like, oh, I want to go there. Uh, so I moved to Cardiff, and I got a job. That was great. And then, but I didn't know anyone here because I'm from like a totally different environment. Yeah. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, but I love Smash. And no one <laughs> Smash. So, uh, well, why don't I start this this community? So I started Smash Wales, and then you know we got we get people. I started running monthly events, and wow, uh, that is yeah, got a bunch of people over. That's fucking awesome. I love shit like that. That's really cool. That's cool. Thanks, thing. man. It, it, it's so cool because I didn't know anyone, and then I've actually met like there's a handful of guys in this in this community who I think are like some of the best friends I, I could have asked for. Like they're super cool guys, and I'm just so happy I did it. So it's really how cool. are they at Smash though? <laughs> all right <laughs> that's awesome yeah we uh there was a time in my place where it was smash brothers forever but i never got into any competitive type of situation but ah you should you should at least watch it the, the scene is like super cool to watch <laughs> well we, we've like, seen yeah. the like well he's seen the like 13 part documentary on youtube um oh yeah 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 it's really well done i've seen i've seen a few episodes i'm i, <laughs> nice. I dabble but i'm no i'm no Wait, we played we like we played like you know, 64, like, every day until Melee came out, then played Melee all the way till Brawl came out, and then we played that yeah, for a little dude. bit, then went back to Melee for a little bit. Because <laughs> Brawl kind of sucked. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's the path, man. But, You're on the path. Yeah, that's cool. Like, uh, but it never got that great. Like, but Who, who's fun. your who's your main? Uh, I'm in Moth um, right now, <laughs> but recently I'm, I'm having a bit of carrot, Real like character crisis. Character crisis. <laughs> I am, I am, because I'm finding I'm losing to people who aren't as good as me, and it's really annoying. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I should just choose a better character, and then I wouldn't lose. But he's he's already like one of the best, so I can't really complain. And the, is this on uh, melee or is it on Wii U? Melee, oh. melee. Wait, yeah. Okay, yeah. 
That you, what about the Wii U one? Do you like that one? <laughs> nah, it's not. It's not great. It's not great. It's fun. I don't know. What I will say, the Wii U one has that I've used uh, on a well, we both used on a projector onto a garage door uh, was the eight-player feature that the Wii U has. <laughs> nice. and that is, that's cool. It's kind of hard to like replicate that. I mean, that's its own thing, though, right? I mean, that's not yeah. like intense competitive <laughs> Smash. That's just like chaos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's that's what you want sometimes. So that's cool. But no, I'd I'd say like melee is like you know untitled, and then <laughs> the Wii U one is, is is like Love Part Two or some shit like that. You know, Love so. Part Two. <laughs> oh wow! Not even Part what's, One. What's, it doesn't get that. Part. What's Brawl? Uh. The to the stars odds and ends demos. Slice water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. Yeah. The worst thing that they've ever done is that. Yeah. It's, it's, brawl is terrible. Is brawl is the uh, Snapchat Mark recorded of doing the neighborhoods uh, studio <laughs> thing where you got the harmonies all fucked up. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's. I love that video. That's hilarious. Yes. Absolutely. Money for hired guns. <laughs> Stop living in the shadow of a helicopter. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! So as you can tell, <laughs> as you can tell, things are going great. Uh, records coming along, awesome. Oh my gosh! I'm glad you got to create a space, just like the Smash Brothers community. You got to create a space for for Blink One Eight Two Talk. And that's what you've done. No, and it's great. Like. I remember it's, it's when I listen to you guys it's really kind of like you'll say stuff and I'm like oh yeah I totally agree with that and then the other guy will say something and I'm like no you idiot you're so wrong and I want time. to get involved and then I can't tell you how I'm feeling at that specific moment you know and then yeah. so it's but it's you can really always cool write in to, to say that Ryan's being an idiot when he's saying <laughs> that's something. right well he has yeah. my Twitter so he you know oh, we, can, we can keep it in contact slightly yeah. <laughs> that's right um one thing I did want to talk about is just a little a little thing for me. Um, everybody calls Blink-182 pop punk. And that kind of, it doesn't make sense to me. Because in my head, pop punk is like these 50 Seconds of Summer guys. Like mm. all this kind of, the stuff that everyone's saying, like Feldman's making it too much like that stuff. That's pop punk to me. And I have never heard Blink refer to themselves as anything but punk rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crappy they never punk say rock, pop I think they've... Crappy punk said. rock, absolutely, that's right, that's right. <laughs> but, um, so everyone's like, oh yeah, I like this pop punk, and I'm just like, no, they, they never were pop punk. Now they're slightly becoming it, maybe, with Feldman's influences, I don't know, but they're punk rock, mm. and nobody... I said this once on, like, a Reddit, and I had so many downvotes, dude. <laughs> like, okay, I'm never going on Reddit again, oh my god. Terrible idea. Yeah. Apparently... Well, yeah. I, th I think it. I think it kind of depends on how you're seeing pop punk, you know. And I think some people, when you say pop punk, they think of like a day to remember or something, or, or right. you know, there's like even stuff that I wouldn't think of when I think of pop punk. So I think yeah. it's like become. I, I think it or used like Weezer, Jimmy, or yeah. Something. I've seen Weezer. I saw Weezer on a list of like best pop punk bands, and like <laughs> I would never in a million years call them <laughs> pop punk. Uh, yeah, like yeah. it's a little broad. So I think it's I think it's a term that's just kind of used to be niche, and now like I don't know why, but it is it's something that is a broader musical label. But I would agree yeah. with you that I, I you know I don't know if I would I've necessarily categorize the music that Blink makes as pop punk. I mean I I would say they make like 
they've made some different things, you know, they've made some punk, they've made some pop, they've made some yeah. like, weird, like new wave stuff, you know, they're, yeah. they're a band that's making some good fun ass music. Yeah, punk rock is probably more suiting. I, what about crappy punk rock? I think that'd be a good genre. <laughs> I like that. Like that'd I be if, if I like in the iTunes thing, you know, like labeled the genre as crappy punk rock for Blink. I'd be that mm. should totally be done. They got their own genre. Like <laughs> crappy I punk mean, rock. Thank God for crappy punk rock bands. Am I right? Yeah, right? Uh, Seriously, it's a great that doesn't line. flow so well. <laughs> <laughs> well I've got um, I've got a little story for you guys. I don't know if you want to add it in yeah. or not. It's probably not worth it. Let's um, do it. Oh no! About, yeah, go for it. It's um, back from my dad. Um, so he used to be a limo driver around London. Mm. Um, and so he drove like a lot of quite famous people. He drove Ringo Starr maybe eight to ten times. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> sort of the uh, so, Travis Barker of uh, the 60s. <laughs> oh, definitely. He was a really talented guy. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> more like a Trey Cool of the 60s, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, um, but yeah, so but it's, this isn't like such a nice story, I guess, because the last time he drove him, um, he drove him to this club and Stephen Sills was there as well mm. from um, Crosby, Sills and yeah, Nash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so he drove him to this club and uh, Ringo says, okay, uh, wait outside and then pick me up and we'll go somewhere else in a bit. Dad's like, yeah, okay, I'll wait here. Um, and so dad was sitting outside in this car from 8 p.m. till 4 a.m. Meanwhile, Ringo had just gone out some other door and gone off partying with some other people. Oh, so he just like wow. left my dad like that. And dad's like, well, all right, fuck me then. Cheers, Ringo. So, <laughs> Classic party, Ringo. Was there know, anybody else? Was, that was he... this recently? Is he like partying hard? Like, <laughs> no, no, this is like 60s, 70s or some shit like that. Oh, I don't know, but wow. wow. The, like any yeah. anybody else that he drove around? Or is that kind of like the, the peak? Uh, yeah, as, as far as, I mean, he... <laughs> My dad peaked me, with well, Ringo. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Ringo. That's right. Well, it, I'll tell you how it ended. He um he had to pick up this like hotshot banker from he come over from USA, and um he was uh he had to drive him to like the Guild Hall in London or something like that. Hmm. And he spent ages trying to find this guy because the guy came out at, like a different entrance. Um and then so the guy was pissed off when he found him eventually. Um but he'd never been to where the guy wanted to go. So he found the guy. He finally gets him in the car. He gets lost on this one-way system around London. Oh, God. And uh, it ended up this guy just, like, yelling at him and then calling my dad's boss and demanded that he gets fired on the spot. So oh, my gosh. And that's wow. that's what happened. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Well, but thank you. Thank you for, like, taking the time to talk with us, especially, like, late at night, dude. That's appreciated yeah. so much. This will be awesome. No, thank you guys for, yeah, for hanging out. I mean... As I said, I just listen to the show. I'm like, oh, I just want to hang out with these guys. It's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll keep in touch. And yeah, definitely. Check in every once in a while. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be totally fun. <laughs> nice guys. That's awesome. And well, then out. if they come out with like a, a smash that's like doable online, like it actually is legitimate, <laughs> I'll, maybe on Switch or something, yeah, I'll, we'll, that, we'll yeah. exchange uh, friend, friend codes. codes. <laughs> friend codes. Oh, that would be amazing. I've never had a friend code before. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Well, thanks, man. Uh, anything else yeah. you want to say to the Blink peeps out there? The blink, blink, Blinkers? I guess maybe you should put your pants back on. Yeah!
Silence calling 